Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever y'all, wherever it may be. We'll give a quick rundown on what's on tonight's The Cloud Hour podcast. We're going to get into some NFL talk, uh, the playoff scenarios, which teams could clinch, which, which teams control their own destiny, uh, which would be a lot of fun. We're also going to get into some Dwayne Hassan's talk. Dude has been fired by the Washington football team. Uh, <laughs> does he have a future in, this, in the NFL? We'll see. We'll talk about that. And last but not least, we'll preview the college football playoff semifinals this weekend. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame. What you got? Also, one last thing, get the merch in the description. So until then, let's get it. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever y'all whoever may be. I'm Scott Burks, and welcome to the Clown Hour uh, video podcast. It's my man. Dwayne Nash, please check him out on the yard slash HBCU Sports. Reps about all things HBCU Sports. As well as Sleazy Radio every Tuesday night on Facebook Live. Check out his work on HeroSports.com where it reps about FCS Sports and pertains to HBCUs. As for me, please check my sports blog out, The Clown Times, The Clown Sports Vacator, www.theclowntimes.net. You can also check me out on Facebook. Just do a search for The Clown Times there. I'm at the fool. Everybody else there is at the fool. And also, one more thing, don't forget the merch. Go get the merch. Get the merch. Go to cafepress.com, search for the Clown Town Sports. That's yes, no spaces, no dashes. Just do a search for it. You get there, get hats, sweatshirts, t-shirts, purses, believe it or not. I'll look out for the ladies. Um, <laughs> bibs. <laughs> I'm not hustle. I'm not the sports version of online hustle man. So anyway, go get the merch on Cafe Press Sports. Uh, cafepress.com rather and you see the description you see the link in the description and beneath this video and please subscribe please subscribe um i really appreciate that okay so we'll get into it man we got nfl uh we got some playoff scenarios lots of scenarios i uh, got it like pulled up right here somewhere so here we go in the afc we're gonna start there first bro all right we're going to do the of courses first the, mm-hmm. the Buffalo Bills clinch the FC East. The Kansas City Chiefs, remember, I always said they're the best team in the NFL, even when the Steelers start on 11 and 0. I knew the deal. You knew the deal. Everyone else knew the deal. Um, and of course, they got the first round by because they clinched home field advantage with the best record in yes. the AFC. My Steelers, by the skin of the Chiefs and the hairs and the chinny chin chin, clinched the AFC <laughs> North. God damn, I was so mad that the first three quarters. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You're going to let Philip Rivers come in your house and do that to you? But anyway, that, that they, they they corrected the three-quarter wrong, the three-game and three-quarter wrongs, I should say, and made it right with the AFC North Division title. So that leaves us with the following. The Baltimore Ravens, the Miami Dolphins, the Cleveland Browns, and the Indianapolis Colts vying for the last what? Uh, three, Actually, the last four spots. Well, technically five. four if you want to include the, the Tennessee the, Titans, uh, the, yeah. the, the South uh, Championship. Yes. Right, right. With Tennessee Titans, yeah. They're, Tennessee has, they, they, they control their own destiny. Maybe that's why I didn't think about them. But we'll start with the Ravens, um, which should be hell of exciting, man, come 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 Sunday. Baltimore mm-hmm. wins there. Yeah. Simple as that. They control their own destiny. I'm not going to go into other, other crazy crap that they lose. But just know if Baltimore wins at Cincinnati, which they should by a lot, this coming Sunday, they're in, which is amazing mm-hmm. considering that at one point there was six and five. 
Yeah. Um, so because <laughs> remember what I said in the podcast before, previous podcast, once they beat the Browns, I'm like, that was a hard game. Yeah. Look at the rest of the schedule, easy as pie. They've taken advantage of it. I hate to say it's a Steelers fan, but good for them. And Lamar Jackson company, I respect the organization, can stand the team, but that's not a here nor there. Now the Cleveland Browns. All they have to do against my team this coming Sunday, which will be resting Big, Big Ben Roethlisberger, maybe a few others, they have a good chance to win at home against the Steelers. So guess what? If Cleveland wins, they're also in. Okay. Yes. So Baltimore and Cleveland at the moment control their own destiny. So let's move on to the Indianapolis Colts. Well, actually, let's skip Indianapolis. I'll get the two to them last. Miami Dolphins, another team that controls their own destiny. Unfortunately, they're playing at Buffalo, but Buffalo may rest the some of the stars. They may rest Josh Allen mm-hmm. um, because they've clinched. They, 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 they clinched the division, yes, but more than likely, they'll probably get the two seed. And, you know, I know that says only the, 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 the top seed gets a bye. It doesn't really matter uh, as far as the others, like how they're seeded. They just happen to be in and win, and win in their division, right, and play their home game. So mm-hmm. they may rest Josh Allen. I hadn't heard if they do will or not, but if they do, Miami has a good shot at winning. So if Miami wins, then yeah. this leads us to the Indianapolis Colts. That choke job they had against my Steelers this past Sunday put them in the bind. So good for great, thankfully for them, fortunately for them, I should say they play host of the Jaguars, one in 14 Jacksonville. But that one win came against Indianapolis to start the season. We all remember that. But I think they'll make good quick work of any of Jacksonville this time around since they'll be playing them at home. So they win. They have to hope and pray for any for a Tennessee loss or tie at Houston. Yeah. Which probably will not happen. Considering that Tennessee has a lot to play for as well. Mm-hmm. So here's how it's probably going to really end up shaping out for Indianapolis. They have to win and hope and pray that Baltimore, Cleveland, Miami are the losers or ties. Yeah. That's what it boils down to. So you can tell that loss in Pittsburgh this past weekend was huge. Very much so. It was huge because not only with Tennessee losing, getting the asses kicked in Green Bay, but remember Tennessee has the tie break over Indianapolis. So that mm-hmm. put Indianapolis in a huge bind. So... Given what all this guy said, what are your thoughts? Like, well, how do you see this playing out? I, 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 like, I basically think that we'll have, um, at the end of the day, um, I think that Baltimore, Cleveland, and Miami will win out. Okay. And I think those will be your three wildcard teams. I think Tennessee will beat the hell out of Houston on the road mm-hmm. to, to, to win the AFC South. So what, what, so what, what say you? What, what's your, what are your predictions? on the AFC uh, playoff race? Well, I agree with 66% of oh, that, 66. Prediction, that prediction. 66, <laughs> 67, depending upon how you play. Well, 66.6 will technically be rounded up 66.7, well, right. 67%, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's that that last third that um, I'm, I'm kind of wavering on, and this is why. Okay. Um, both Buffalo and Pittsburgh, like you said earlier, are, are bidding for that number two in, in, for that number two seed, right? Yeah. Because of course they get that extra home game, right? Um, leading up to a potential matchup to the number one seed. Um, with that said, <clears throat> um, 
Baltimore will need to at least tie, if not have a better record than the Pittsburgh Steelers in order for that to happen. Not Baltimore, I'm sorry, Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah. Yeah, Buffalo would need to have either the same record or a better record in order for them to continue to have the, the two seed Correct. because, of course, of that head-to-head matchup that they had a couple of weeks ago where um, Buffalo mollywopped them. Um, <laughs> yes, they did. And like you said, um, Indianapolis, yes, they, they did uh, drop that bag being up 24-3 going into the fourth quarter, well, late into the third quarter before Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers were capable of turning that game around and pulling it out, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, like I said, Buffalo at least needs a win. Um, they, they can't have a worse record than Pittsburgh going, um, ending this weekend, which kind of sad for Miami. Um, I'm still shaking my head on how Miami was capable of stealing that win from Las Vegas, especially after that <laughs> That pass. was crazy. That was crazy. Dude, I turned the game off. I crazy. turned it off. Because, Yo. you know, I... I I saw that drive that, that, that the Raiders had where they decided to kneel, and I still scratch my head on that. Dude, get the touchdown. Right. Get the touchdown. What, what are you thinking? But, you know. And they doubled down on that, by the way. Coach Gruden doubled down on that, but, but go ahead, which is stupid. But yeah, that, that's that's Gruden being Gruden, right? Right, right. So, you know, it is what it is. But I digress. I'm not talking about teams that don't have an opportunity to make the playoffs. <laughs> I'm talking about those that do. Um, right. So, to your point, uh, 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 well, to, to my point, Buffalo needs to beat Miami in order for them to hold on to the two spot and, and continue to get that ex- that extra home game. So I, I think they go ahead and play their players until that game gets out of hand, if it gets out of hand, but I doubt that very seriously mm-hmm. because the, the Dolphins are not going to lay down. Right. They're not. And, of course, they need to win in order for them to get the playoff spot. Um, I do believe, though, that, that Buffalo will win that game. If they do so, they knock out Miami. That means Indianapolis will need to beat Jacksonville, which they should. They should. Um, and and <laughs> they if should. that happens, then that combination of Baltimore, Cleveland, and Indianapolis will make the playoffs. I don't know how that seeding will work based upon the, 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 the wins or the situations. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that, that to me will be the three teams that, that make it in um, behind, or well, along with Tennessee as well. But I don't know exactly how that, that seeding will work out. My guess is that – um, Tennessee still holds the they do hold the uh, the, the, the actually have the win division percentage right um, over Indianapolis so that's Correct. how they get in um, as the divisional winner if they have the same record so yeah if all those teams win that's that's who's getting in like I said before I just don't know how that's um, five six and seven seeding will work out after that but th- those are the three that I got. I think this is how it's going to go down because the way it's up right now, I'm on ESPN.com. I'm looking at the playoff machine. Mm-hmm. Um, just say for the sake of argument, say if Miami, Baltimore, Cleveland all win, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and Tennessee does what they're supposed to do and beat the hell out of Houston. Um, mm-hmm. it's, the series will be like this. Miami will get the fifth seed because Miami has the better conference record than Baltimore and Cleveland. Yeah. And so Baltimore gets a, the sixth seed ahead of Cleveland because Baltimore swept Cleveland. That's right. So, so it'll be the matches will be Miami at Tennessee, Baltimore at Pittsburgh, brutal, and Cleveland at Buffalo. Now, mm-hmm. the reason, you know, I, I see what you're saying about Buffalo. Like I said, I I hadn't heard if Buffalo will rest any of their starters. If they don't, if they want to go out with a bang bang, they'll beat Miami straight up. Yeah, they'll beat Miami. 
So in that instance, I think the, the, the cities are going to move up. So the teams are going to move in season. So meaning Baltimore will get the fifth seed, Cleveland will get the sixth seed, and Indianapolis will get the seventh seed because Baltimore and Cleveland both beat Indianapolis during the season. Hmm. So they'll knock them down. And like I said before, Baltimore swept Cleveland, which is why Baltimore will get the higher seed of those three squads. Yeah. So you'll be looking at a first-round matchup, which will be hella interesting, Baltimore at Tennessee. Both those teams, they don't play in the same division, but they can't stand each other. No, they can't. They, they can't stand each other because Tennessee beat them last year in the playoffs, remember? They smacked yeah. them. Mm-hmm. And Tennessee rallied against them this year and talked shit on the way out the door. So I'm interested in seeing that going down in Tennessee. That's an old, this is an old school AFC Central matchup. So, yeah, which this is this teams, is this has early uh, 2000 vibes, late 99, the late 90s, early 2000 vibes to this with Ray Lewis and, and Eddie, Eddie George, uh, George yeah. and, and Steve, Steve McNair, yeah. and oh, God, yeah, yeah, it has heavy vibes of, 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 of very reminiscent of, of those games back then, and yeah. that's when. Football in the AFC within Central was real. Football Ooh. was real. It was real. Um, but basically, you go from there, and then you have Cleveland coming to Pittsburgh, which would be interesting, and followed by Indianapolis at Buffalo. So those would be three juicy-ass matchups, right? Yeah. The first two I mentioned would be the be like grudge matches, if you will. So um, that would, those would be interesting. So. Yeah, I, I look. I, I get what you're saying about Buffalo, brother. Even though only the top seed would have the buy, but I think, hell, I, I think it's something to be said about getting a higher seed. Now Pittsburgh, they're like, fuck it. All our guys are hurting because yeah. we got fucked around with the COVID situation. We mm-hmm. missed our buy, so we had to take our buy way early because Tennessee couldn't get couldn't get that shit together. We had to wait several days because Baltimore had to get this shit together when it was supposed to play on Thanksgiving night. Mm-hmm. Instead, they had to play three games in 12 days. So, I mean, not coincidentally, they ended up playing their worst football during football that Football during that same time, frame. So, yes. that's, I don't think that's a coincidence. But the, 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 but the point is, you got to play the games. It is what it is. You got to man up, right? So, mm-hmm. thankfully, they weathered that storm. They're in. They won the AFC North. They got a home playoff game. I don't know if they'll be playing in front of anybody. I know Buffalo got the okay from, from Governor Cuomo uh, that they wow. can play in front of fans, so maybe 6,000 fans at the most. I think that's the cap. Okay. But still, that's huge because that's first, Buffalo's first home game, I think, in over 20 years. Yeah, it playoffs, is. Mm-hmm. Which is, which is. Which is interesting. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, if Buffalo does, if they do, if they do not, if, if, if the Bills do not, Rest any of their starters, they're killing Miami. They'll 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 beat Miami by double digits, and it'll be a nice story for the Dolphins. But you know, they'll fall short because I don't see Indianapolis losing to Jacksonville. I do not see Baltimore losing in Cincinnati. You know, Cincinnati has a fight. Um, I, I would know that, <laughs> but <laughs> but Baltimore is a lot better than Cincinnati to be playing with the divisional. I mean, with the playoffs ball on the line. They win, they're in. I think they mass. Not only think they beat down Cincinnati, I think they'll murder them. I think they'll murder. I think they'll murder Cincinnati Sunday. Um, we're wrestling Big Ben. We're playing that scrub Mason Rudolph at the scene of the crime. <laughs> we lost all his confidence in his helmet. 
Um, so I think if Cleveland shows up and and gives a damn, and, and like maybe like if they get their players back from COVID, such as Jarvis Landry and company, mm-hmm. they should be Pittsburgh. If they don't get those playoff players back, and if uh, Nick Chubb and 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 the other running back, forget his name, Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt they don't yeah. get on track. It'll be interesting, but I think yeah. Cleveland pull it out and the strength of Big Ben not starting. Um, and probably other players, starters, not playing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it'll be almost a walkover for Cleveland. It'll be, it'll be, I don't think by the time this team will lay down, they'll play, the asses, they'll, they'll play the asses off, but I think Cleveland should win. So, and, and like, I, like, like I said, I think Indiana should destroy Jacksonville. I think Tennessee should beat the dog piss out of Houston on the road. So I think it'll be Tennessee, be the fourth seed, winning the AFC South, and it'll be Baltimore the fifth seed, Cleveland the sixth seed, Indianapolis the seventh seed. So I think you talked to me. This, you, you, this is one of the few times you told me into a different pick. So <laughs> thinking about it. But that's contingent again. That's contingent if Buffalo does not rest their starters. Yeah. They should, they, they'll, they'll have no problem with Miami. Um, and so I have to ask you this. This has yes, been sir. something that's been um, a, a, a running thing on our show over at Sleazy um, for the past couple of weeks, especially with Coach um, being a Dolphins fan. Yes. At what point in the game Sunday do you believe it doesn't have to be necessarily a time? It could, it could be a situation. Do you believe that the, the that um, Flores and the Dolphins will put in um, – Ryan Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick um, and, and replace uh, Tua. Because that was something that I thought was extremely interesting mm. being that that game was very close, but yet right. they didn't trust Tua for that final drive. They actually put in um, Fitzpatrick for that. Yeah. I, you know what? They cornered themselves on that. They cornered themselves when they got cute and put Tua in after mm-hmm. the bye week. So they got to ride with them. Because mm-hmm. the last thing they need is to fuck up this kid's confidence. Mm-hmm. Now, thankfully, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's a good dude. He he's not gonna he's not gonna overstep him. He's not gonna sabotage him. Teammates love him. Wherever mm-hmm. he's going, they love him. Um, he's been a helpful mentor to the kid. He's like been like a big brother to him. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that I think Flores will have no choice but to stick with him because they made the move. They they cornered themselves, right? And even though I think the players, if you inject some truth serum, would prefer Fitzpatrick. Even though he's even though he's bounced around the league, he's been there and done that. Yeah. And he can he can he can play. He's not a scrub. He can play. Uh, he's very capable. He has some stinkers, but he can play too. It's like mm-hmm. the 50 moment. You don't know which fit you're gonna get. But yeah. I think if the Miami for to look forward. They did. They made a decision to go to tour looking forward. Yeah, they should stick with this kid because again, if they bitch him right now, with a player spot on the line, that's going to ruin his confidence. Now, they, uh, I think the way Tua has handled this, I think he's handled it pretty well because he's been bitched in games throughout the stretch where Ryan Fitzpatrick came to save the day, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I guess Tua gets it. That if he doesn't play well, Mass is going out. And remember, Flores is a disciple of, of who else? Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. Yeah. He plays who produces. If you don't produce, you ain't gonna play. 
So that's his mantra. I think Tua like understands that. And you know, it is it is what it is, but he has the young man has to perform. So I again, I think, which is why I said I think they could they will and they should go with Tua going mm-hmm. to this game to give the kid not to ruin his confidence going forward, but let him know, yo, we got a playoff spot on the line. You can't fuck this up. Remember we said early in the season after they won in Arizona that the NFL is coming easy to him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Time, come, time comes at him fast, right? Like, well, life comes <laughs> at you fast, rather. It came at this young man very fast. So this ain't the SEC, brother. Yeah, I don't know why he said that he has to understand that the NFL is always listening. They're right. always listening. And if anything, the media will make sure that the, the league is always listening. Because mm-hmm. if, if something is said to the media, they'll make sure that everyone else knows. Oh, hell yeah. Bulletin yeah. board material. That's the two words. Always. Bulletin yeah. board material. So, yeah. So, I, I agree with that. I think we share a brain for the most part on the AFC. So, we're going to move on to the NFC right quick. Uh, <clears throat> where <laughs> things are interesting and a little bit murky at the bottom. So let's go through the obvious, right? The Green Bay Packers clinch the NFC North. They got the NFC inside track on the top seed. Uh, the New Orleans Saints clinch the NFC South. You see, I'll see how it's clinched the NFC West. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tampa Bay with Tom Brady, clinch a playoff for the first time in, I think, what, 15, 16, 17 years? I think it was 13 years. 13 years. Okay, 13 years. The longest time is over a decade. It's a long time, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... That leaves us with the following several teams for only two, no, for, for, for the last three spots. So we're going to get to them. Arizona Cardinals, they play the host, they play at the Rams and mm-hmm. who will be without Jared Goff, which would be huge. So basically, Arizona controls its own destiny. They win, they're in. As mm-hmm. simple as that. Next, we go to the Chicago Bears. Can you believe these Chicago Bears are sitting at eight and seven? Dude, Can you believe that I, shit? I don't believe it either. <laughs> I, I don't. Remember, they had that 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 quick start, and yes. they were like maybe five and one. Five and one, correct. If memory five serves me correct, and yeah. then they went on that streak of like losing five straight, mm-hmm. and everybody said, "Uh oh, <laughs> yeah." This this um this this Bears team, they they're starting to. to to be who a lot of people assumed that they were. Mm-hmm. And um, all of a sudden, you know, they had a very thin patch um, in their schedule and they, and they won the games that they needed to win. Exactly. That's, that's, that's all you can them. do, right? And good exactly. for them. Good for them. I'm not mad at them for doing that. So right. that's what got them to an eight and seven record. And hey, we're here where all they have to do is win this game and they're in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now they'll end up having to face the likes, likelihood um, either the Saints or the Seahawks, but hey, it is what it is, right? As long as you're in, you go ahead and compete and try to get you a dub while you're in there. And while and and and, and to piggyback what you just said, Chicago controls its own destiny. If they mm-hmm. find a way to beat the Packers at home, they're in. I mm-hmm. think it's unlikely because Green Bay is playing for a top seed, mm-hmm. so which means they're not going to be resting Aaron Rodgers. They're not going to be resting Devontae Adams. They're not going to be resting Aaron Jones. And the defense got Snacks Harrison from Seattle. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been real Chicago. <laughs> but at any rate, if Chicago were to win somehow, they'll be in. So both Arizona and Chicago control their own playoff destinies. 
Now let's get to the Rams. Same thing with the Rams. I'm surprised that NBC did not make this the 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 primetime game because this game against Arizona with the Rams, this is a winner take all. Whoever wins yeah. that game, this game gets in, mm-hmm. and the other then the loser has to hope and pray of a lot of shit happening, right? Namely Chicago losing or whoever, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. I'm surprised that they didn't make Arizona at the Rams the primetime Sunday primetime game, but that's not here nor there. But I have two words for you on why they didn't do that. What's up? Division championship, which is why Washington yeah. is and, and Philly was placed there. Right. Um, as good or as ugly as that game could potentially be. It's gonna be ugly. You know, it's it's still <laughs> for a division title. And 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 the um the fate of that division lies within that game. Um so yeah. It, whoever really cares about the NFC East will be um, linked to that game heavily, um, me included, to see who actually wins. So, correction: the NFC least. I guess. <laughs> I guess the reason why I say that because of the teams that they could potentially face. Right, as 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 strong offensively as the, the Tampa Bay Bucks can be, mm-hmm. you have an immobile quarterback in Tom Brady. Yeah. Facing that front four could be problematic. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the Rams and Jared Goff. The same thing, well, I doubt very seriously that the Bears, in fact, the, the Bears are not moving up. No, so, no. yeah, if anything, yeah, it's either going to be the Bucks or the Rams in that situation. And with that said, you got two statuesque QBs back there. And you can just go ahead and potentially rush four, maybe even five against that O line, and that they play the pass very well. If, and that's if they can get Alex Smith. I'm not necessarily completely sold on on Taylor Heineke just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I did hear his head coach <clears throat> praise him yesterday on local radio, which made me almost want to run through a brick wall for Tyler. Um, for Taylor, I'm sorry. I'm not keep calling him Tyler. His name is Taylor. Mm-hmm. I want to made me want to run through a brick wall for Taylor because it, it got me so amped listening to how positive he, he believes that that Taylor could be playing against Philadelphia, um, saying how well of a passer and runner that he is. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see whether or not this dude will look good against Philadelphia. I just don't know if I trust this dude in a playoff game or yet or not. Um so I, my, my hope is that Alex at least comes back if they're capable of winning Sunday night. All right, so here's the deal then. Get, get into mm-hmm. this. Uh, Dallas playing the Giants the early the, the early game. Yeah. Obviously, whoever wins that game will help and hope and pray that Washington loses their, their, their later game. So yes. let me just tell you how everything's going to shape out. No one is going to be resting anybody as far no. as the top three teams because Green Bay – Seattle and New Orleans are playing for the top overall seed in the, in, mm-hmm. in the NFC. So that'll be, this going to be hella cool to, 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 but to watch. So with that said, I got Green Bay beating Chicago. True. I got that I, too. I have, <laughs> I know the Rams won't have what, I know the Rams won't, won't have Garrett, Jared Goff. Jared Goff or um, Cooper Cup as well. Oh God. Well, shit. Arizona might end up winning this. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah. So I got Arizona beating the Rams in that case, and mm-hmm. I always said that Green Bay would be Chicago. Yeah, I think God, I, 
I want to say I want the Giants to beat the Cowboys so bad, but I don't see it happening. Um, <laughs> I, I got Dallas winning at at the at the Giants. This that this pisses me off. Um, damn, Washington, you should have done what you're supposed to do. We didn't have to worry about Dallas. But anyway, I get to them later. You, you know that, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know that, right? Um, I got New Orleans winning Carolina. They'll get the they'll get the I think the two seed, and uh, uh, let me see. Yeah, they'll get the two seed. I got Seattle winning against the 49ers, so they'll have the three seed. So the top three seeds would be Green Bay, New Orleans, and uh, Seattle, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, Tampa Bay already clinched, so they're, so they're chilling. They can't be no worse than fifth. So uh-huh. they'll be the fifth seed. Um, as far as the rest of them, like I said, I got since the Rams, they'll both be nine and seven with the Cardinals. Um, huh. So I, so I know Arizona would be in with a win. And LA would be when it would be in because I think Chicago will lose to Green Bay. So it'll be Arizona, lost, I'm sorry, Arizona, Chicago would be the last two wild cards, if you will. And the, the division winner, God, I don't want to say Dallas. I really don't want to say Dallas. <laughs> but I don't know about y'all's quarterback situation. I don't either. I really don't. If, if if Alex Smith plays, I'm getting I'm going over Washington. But assuming he doesn't play, it's going to piss me off. I'm gonna hear I got I got to hear from insufferable Cowboys delusional Cowboys fans like Skip Bayless and some guys I went to college with. That's, <laughs> that's, that's going to win the East. That's going to win the East. So here here here's why I think the, here's why I see the the matchups. Um, I see I see L.A. at New Orleans. L.A. being the seventh seed. Mm-hmm. I got Arizona at Seattle. Arizona be the sixth seed. Mm-hmm. And of course, I got Tampa at Dallas. So that's how I see things shaking out. Um, again, we, we're at 66.7% of agreement. Uh-oh. Where we, we're again that um NFC East, it's gonna be interesting, both games really. Mm-hmm. Um now I don't know whether or not um uh, uh, Daniel Jones is going to be playing that game. If he is, it's going to make that game that much more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Dallas's offense is starting to click more with Andy Dalton back playing quarterback, and he's been hitting his receivers. And 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 uh, the one player who I was really concerned about, mm-hmm. um, Ezekiel Elliott, mm-hmm. is starting to come on now. Mm-hmm. The thing is, that Cowboys defense is still that Cowboys defense, and that's why I said. If they're capable of, of getting Daniel Jones back, operating that offense, opening it up for um for Gallman and, and and Alfred Morris, it'll make that game that much more interesting. Um, I really want that game to end in a tie because I really don't want either team to win. I, I really despise <laughs> both. Um, but if I had to pick, which I ended up having to do yesterday, I'll take the Giants over Dallas. Um, and I am concerned about this Philadelphia Eagles game as a Washington football team fan. Um, the thing though that kind of eases my mind a little bit is that Fletcher Cox would not be playing on Sunday. So that kind of loosens up the, the um, their defense a little bit. Um, I, I still don't want to see uh, Javon Hargrave up front. God knows I don't. Oh uh, no, I swear dude. I thought I'd get rid of South that. South Carolina State in the house. Yeah, I know, right? Yep. I thought I got rid of that dude when he left South Carolina State, man. But no, now I got to see him twice a year again. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the starting quarterback situation, right? 
Um, as, as favorable as everyone is on, on Alex Smith, Alex Smith has also been struggling in the first half um, as a starting QB. The, 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 the thing that I think would, the thing will, that will be interesting is if it is Taylor Heineke, if he comes in and he's capable of getting his offense off to a good start in the first half, if he's capable of doing that, because you got to remember, he knows, um, what's your boy's name? He's the son of, um, 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 God, what is his name? Used to be with Dallas. Used to be the head coach in Washington. Noah Turner. He's Noah Turner's son. Scott Turner. So, yeah. Um, Heineke, and and, and according to um, Heineke's old coach, Scott Turner actually came to Old Dominion to sit down, talk with, and scout um, Heineke as a player. So he's extremely he's familiar with, with him. Yeah, he's with the Panthers. And, and of course, Heineke spent some time in 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 um, in in, in, Carolina. in uh, Carolina with him as well. Mm-hmm. So Heineke is very familiar with Scott Turner and his offense. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, how comfortable he'll be playing within that offense um, as a starter in, this, in in a situation where he, they need to win this game in order to advance to the playoffs. So, like I said, if they're able to get off to a, a fast start, yeah. Watch out, yeah. because if if the, that if that Washington defense <laughs> is playing from ahead, and 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 all they have to do is just rush the QB, mm-hmm. even though um, Jalen Hurts is a scrambling QB, it's going to be very interesting to see what he's going to have to what he'll that end up doing. Front four is tough. That front four is tough. Yeah, that front so seven, the front seven too. The, that front seven is very tough, yeah. which yeah. leads to that back four playing well. Yeah. See um the, the, the rookie corner and the, the rookie safety in, in Colt, who's been playing extremely well right. over the last few weeks, replacing one um what is his name? So it's so bad I can't even remember who he replaced. <laughs> uh Landon Collins. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um so yeah, it, it'll be very intriguing to see what happens if he's capable of, like I said before, and, and, and I hate to reiterate myself, but I just want to make sure I drive this point home. If Heineke is capable of getting this team to lead. At the end of the first half, mm-hmm. it's going to be very mm-hmm. interesting because that they're going to release that that front four, that front five to blitz Jalen Hurts and and force him to 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 make decisions he probably don't want to make. Speaking of Washington, that's an interesting segue. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Haskins, the recently fired yeah. Dwayne Haskins. Mm-hmm. We all know what he did. We all, yeah. I think, we all agree. Mm-hmm. This has two layers. We'll get to the second layer in a moment. I think we know what that second layer might be. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, we all know that the Wayne Haskins did this to himself, right? He yeah. didn't prepare. Mm-hmm. He didn't look all that much in shape at all. He rather spend time in the strip club than learn his playbook and preparing. But I, I, I'm sound like an old man because I am. But anyway, um, <laughs> but if you're a quarterback, you got to be that dude. You can't be late. You got to be at the facilities. And for all I've read over the past couple of years, he hasn't been that dude. Now, I would also say that it's the result of, once again, Danny Boy Snyder in a film with the football people claiming that he wants quarterbacks that the people really did not want. Remember what you, who he called Bob Griffin, right? Uh, Robert Griffin III. As much as Shanahan liked him, he didn't like him enough to trade away those picks to get him. He didn't like him that much, but Danny Boy liked him. He wanted him. He thought he was a football guy. Well, he's a businessman. Should stay the fuck out the way, which I'm sure all your fans would agree with. 
But of course, we all know what happened, right? He had a great year, and it all went to, to hell for them. Go ahead. I'll say this real quick about that pick. Um, if Shanahan would have selected a guy that he wanted to select, it would have been very interesting because that was a guy that I wanted him to get, uh-huh. and they probably would have gotten him in the third round. And that is one Russell Wilson. Yeah. So to have a scrambling quarterback playing in that playing in that Shanahan offense where they allow the QB to come out of the pocket mm-hmm. and make decisions from there, we know how Russell likes to play that type of way. Um, it would have been interesting, and the reason why I say it would have been interesting is because I don't know whether or not he would have succeeded in DC or not. Somehow. Yeah. DC football over the past 20 years since the, the since Daniel Steiner has been an owner here has become a huge black hole. Right. And a lot of times, yes, a lot of guys that are brought in way PS way past their prime, but there are other guys who come in and are talented eventually end up getting sucked in to some point. Um and, and, and I don't know if necessarily he would have completely succeeded here. I would have hoped it would have been the case, but that's a whole nother conversation for another time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to your point. Dwayne Haskins, it's very funny um, that you said that he needed to study more. Um, I don't know necessarily if you're familiar with one Tony Perkins. Tony Perkins is well known here in the D.C. area, but he actually spent a couple of years on Good Morning America during the late 80s, early 90s. Um, Tony Perkins and one Donnie Simpson, who I know you know that name. Yes, I do. Of course. Um, They're real close. They used to do a lot of radio together back in the 80s before Tony went on the TV. Now he's back doing both TV and radio here locally. Um, and, and he and Donnie are back at it again, doing radio again. Cool. Um, and on Donnie's show recently, right before um, Dwayne was actually cut, he said something very similar to what you said, but a little bit more clever. He said that Dwayne needs to stop studying asses and start studying ah, asses. Ah, nice. Man. Line of the year. Line of the year right there. Cool. Oh, the man. Hilarious. But yes, uh, to your point, um, it's a combination of an embarrassment of uh, 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 riches of embarrassment, if you will, mm-hmm. um, where you, you had the suggestion of the co- of the owner's son leading to the selection of Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, that's- Dwayne Haskins, unfortunately, only having one year of of, of, of college ball State, under yeah. his belt uh, under at Ohio State. But you would think with him being capable of beating out the guys that he beat out, who now have good playing experience with in the NFL right now, you would think that he would be able to amount to something, right? But that's unfortunately not the case. Um, uh, apparently, Scott Turner um, has tried to get him to play his offense. Um, of course, John Gruden, he didn't want him. So that didn't necessarily work out. So that led to yeah, John Gruden yeah. being fired. Yeah, um, Scott Turner also tried to play a little bit of Ohio State offense. That didn't work. Um, so his inability to, to, to study, his inability to make plays, to hit the open man, to yeah. um, simple shit, to, to simple stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that was the thing that 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 bothered me so, <clears throat> so much, and I've said it on this show several times that the small things are the things that he really needed to clean up on, and, and like I didn't mind him doing what he did off the field, right? Sure. I mean, outside of being guilty in the court of public opinion, it doesn't look good, but he's doing what young people do, even though I'm not necessarily excusing it. Because, of course, you do what young people do, you still face the ramifications. Right. It is what it is. Right. But he's not doing something that no one else isn't doing, right? And with that said, you can get by messing up off the field if you're playing well 
on the field. Thank you. And he wasn't doing the latter. And when you're doing that mm -hmm. and you're doing stuff off the field, which can affect not only the team, but which can affect not only the team, but the entire league as a whole. Yeah, bro. This is that's just bad decision making yeah. all around. And you have to go. I'm sorry. Yeah. I want him to do well. I really do. Like I said before, he's a local kid. I'm always rooting for the DMV kids to do well in anything that they do. Hopefully, this dude is capable of rebounding. But it was asked of me um, earlier this week. Do I look at him as being a top five bust? I don't think so. Not yet. He's he too young. To be, well, one, he's too young, right? It's mm -hmm. only been two years. Right. But in order for me to look at him as a top five bust, he has to be at least a top 10 pick, right? Right. Because we have so many other guys coming in in the top five that have been bust before him. Achilles right. Smith, um, yes. Jamarcus right. Russell, <laughs> Brian Leaf, um, Heath Schuler. Hmm. Um there's just so many other guys. He's not in my top five. Um, yeah. Tom Marinovich. There's so many other guys ahead of him in that situation. I look at him as more of like Tim a manual. Tim Couch is another one. Yeah. Um, I look at him as being more like, like a Johnny Manziel, like I said before on the show. Um, EJ Manuel or Christian Ponder. He has the ability to potentially rebound if he can get in a situation, potentially go somewhere sit on the bench and develop that way, or maybe even go to the XFL whenever they return, mm -hmm. fall out there, maybe potentially for the DC defenders. How ironic would that be? Mm -hmm. um, show that he can play on that level, go someplace else, learn that way, and, and then get back into the league. Hopefully that'll be a way for him to extend his career. But, you know, right now it's just not looking good. He knows how to say all the right things but he keeps doing all the wrong, wrong things. And, and what, that's the problem. And what to make that worse, look, I used to love strip clubs as much as the next dude. Trust yeah. me. But you got a coach who's fighting cancer, mm -hmm. who's very susceptible to COVID. Your mm -hmm. ass goes out not once, but twice, maskless. Yeah. And putting everyone at risk of the building. And mm -hmm. plus, he's, him being the only, like, healthy quarterback that's worth a damn on that roster at mm -hmm. that moment, everyone's looking at him sideways because that's a huge distraction and you got to do a dot back-to-back do a dot games against Seattle and Carolina. They can ball against Carolina. They can't rush the passer. They can't cover me or you. But he he, he played bad against that squad. Yeah. That's yeah. when he knew he had to go. That's when he knew he had to go. He, he, he just... Excuse me. I mean, if, if, if the thing is, if 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 he can't get together there, because that should have been a win. They should have beaten been. Carolina. They have yeah. no business. They don't. They didn't. They did not. They not only lost them. They got smacked by them. Carolina outplayed them. They did. Now they were capable of get, bringing it down within seven with with Heineke's touchdown late in the fourth Correct. quarter. Correct. But um, I would say this. Um, they should have ran the ball a little bit more. Mm -hmm. You know, Antonio Gibson, who was back after being out with a high ankle sprain mm -hmm. um, for a little bit. Um, actually, no, he was a turf toe. I'm sorry. Uh -huh. um, at, returning from the turf toe after being out for a couple of weeks, he was rushing at 7.1 a pop, you know, but unfortunately, That's with you being down, yeah. yeah, but with you being down 17, you know, it, it kind of affects the, the play calling. And then when you can't hit wide open receivers, that becomes problematic too. So, yeah, 
once again, a winnable game, but it, once again, it's, it's not all on Dwayne. Mm-hmm. Dwayne didn't fumble the punt that led to a touchdown. Right. Um, That's or a fumble true. recovery from Correct. special teams. Correct. But he still turned the ball over three times. Right. And right. when you down 0-3 like that, even though the defense was capable of forcing a turnover to themselves, when you're already down 0-3 in turnovers, Mm-hmm. it's hard to win games that way. It is. Right. It is. And so that's unfortunate because, again, they had the Seattle game in the Palms. As badly as they played, yeah, they had a Seattle game in the Palms. They didn't take that home. Mm-hmm. That's that's okay. This is Seattle. I get it. Yeah. But against a team in Carolina, again, can't rush a passer, can't cover me nor you as far as the, the secondary. Yeah. And they got that nasty front seven that mm-hmm. could get after, seemingly could get after Teddy Bridgewater, I did the whole team was just like in the fuck because of, of that kid. Uh, uh, that's Masters. highly, that very well could be the case. Yeah. And it's interesting that you say that, right? Because leading up into that game, you know, of course it comes out about him being out. And then it comes out with the potential fine that he could be facing, whether right. or not he was going to be able to play or not, because he was going to have to be able to pass testing. And they were still waiting on those results. And then, you know, it was just the whole situation of, should he really be there, right? Right. And if it wasn't for the fact that all you had was Heineke and the other guy that, that's backing him up, I don't even know who that dude is, which is bad. <laughs> um, but when when you're when you when you're left to Dwayne Haskins, Taylor Heineke, that, that's a, a virtual unknown to the rest of the organization. And then once again, whoever the, that third street guy was, um, with the with the huge possibility that um, Alex Smith would not play. Um, it, it was like uh, Coach Rivera kind of sold himself to the, sold his soul to the devil in yeah. that situation. You have because to. what he wanted, he, he wanted to win. Yep. And and I don't. Yeah, he had him. no choice. Yeah, he you didn't know, have a choice. He didn't have a choice, and he thought his best chance to win in that situation was with a guy that at, prior to that game had about 12, 13 starts, which right. I, I thought too, right? But. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he went in and played worse. He went in and played worse. And, and dude, he's been given so many opportunities. He went from being the team captain to being the starter mm-hmm. to being benched yep. to being made the third string. Go ahead. To, to, to coming <laughs> back from third string to starter again, thanks to uh, injuries. Yeah. And you're giving a new lease on life. And, dude, all you have to do, even if not play well, but even if not win, play well mm-hmm. so that you have good tape for other teams to look at you couldn't even do that dude the opportunity was back in your lap again and then you mess up off the field and this is so much stuff man i said this last week the opportunity was his for the taking and 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 he, he took it and squatted on top of it yeah like it wasn't nothing like he's just gonna get these at any moment dude that's not how this works right that's not how this works. Not how any of this works, yes. You know, and, and he already knows <laughs> right now because you know he's he he hasn't been picked up by anyone, even though they're, they're saying that they're teams that are interested. Correct. He still hasn't been picked up yet. Um, so it'll be interesting to see exactly how this um saga, this this chapter of this saga ends. But as far as it looks like right now, I think it ends without him being on a roster at the end of the season. And that's sad. So let's just let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. I think he has a future. I don't think he's out of the NFL just yet. Uh, yet I, no. He's too young. He's too talented. I think mm-hmm. his best bet is a backup, obviously. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, to, he'll be at a stable organization. Yeah, I've heard teams bandied about like my Steelers, 
mm-hmm. uh, the Seahawks, uh, the Rams. We have a quarterback whisperer in, in Sean McVay. Um, I don't know, maybe New Orleans, who, who the hell knows? But the point is, he needs to go somewhere stable yeah. where the coaching, where the head coaches and the offensive personnel, as far as the, coach, the coaching staff, aren't bullshitters. Yeah. That means they'll hold him, they'll really hold him, his ass accountable because that's what he needs right now. He just needs to get the hell out of DC, this DC area because that's home. He needs to get away yeah. from home, re- have a reboot, do mm-hmm. the right things, prepare. Because he's on his way out of, he's on that trick of being out. Yeah. He needs to humble himself. He's to your point, he said he's been saying the right things. Mm-hmm. He just needs to apply himself. Yeah. Get his ass in shape. He's he has, he, he he looks out of shape. Get, get, get back in shape. Prepare, like yeah, prepare himself because that money's gonna run out. And if he likes to go to the strip club as like as much as he likes to, he needs that money. He can't make it rain out of the league. <laughs> You know I'll say this: so, There's a video floating around on YouTube that talks about how he spent his first million. And oh God, I'm afraid. If, yeah, right. And if if you look at it, like a quarter of that was spent on a car. Oh my! God. So on a car. So yeah. Um, like I said, I I really hope the best for this dude. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just need <laughs> him to make better decisions. Which leads me to the second layer. Mm-hmm. I think I know. I think you know where I'm going. Yeah. This past Monday night, mm-hmm. a gentleman named Booger McFarlane, who yeah. I like personally, I like him a lot, mm. said that, and I'm paraphrasing. If you have the direct quote, just let me know. But basically, he said he lamented over the fact, in the wake of the way Dwayne has to be fired, that he he says enough selfish that that a lot of the black athletes are more concerned about the brand about the gram than they are about their craft. Mm-hmm. That's just what he said in a nutshell. So yeah. if I misinterpret that, I apologize in advance, y'all. But that's how I took it. That's how I interpreted it. But you know, Randy, the ironic thing was Randy Moss was sitting on the set, not as head in agreement. And we all know what Randy Moss did on the field and off the field. But the Man, point listen. is, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I play when I want to play. Remember that quote? But anyway, mm-hmm. But I, I love Randy straight Moss. cash homie, right? Straight cash homie. There you go. But shout out to Randy Moss. I I I, I like him a lot. You know, I like what he's doing in TV. I was a fan of his as a player as well. Um, but look, I understood where Booger was going, and he didn't say all. I think he bit to not say all. I hope because that's a dangerous assertion of labeling black athletes. Essentially, a selfish knuckleheads concerned about their brand. You have guys like Tom Brady who has a brand. Aubrey, mm-hmm. he won, but he has a brand. Like uh, what's his name uh, in Green Bay? Aaron Rodgers has. Aaron Rodgers has a brand. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know these successful quarterbacks, white quarterbacks, they have brands. They and, do. And and uh, excuse me, um, um, Martellus Bennett said it said it really well on Twitter. Where he said that, you know, hey, he like it to if I like if I remember the quote, like football players as essentially consultants mm-hmm. working for a business, right? You know, like because the car- the contracts are not guaranteed. No, they could cut you at any minute, any moment, any time. Mm-hmm. So his message was, anyone, any of you young cats, if you want to get that brand, brand your ass, just ball out. That's what he said. Just ball out. As long as you ball out. 
brand yourself as much as you want because that money ain't guaranteed coming from the team, those contracts. Because Wax Slayer once frenzy said many times that contracts in the NFL are like they're like toilet tissue paper. You write on the toilet tissue paper because they could tear up, tear up at any time. So so that's that's so so my take, so basically what I guess I'm trying to say is I get where Booker is coming from. I just think it's very, very dangerous to lump black athletes, especially successful ones, as selfish branding and not wanting to perfect their craft because you know what that attracts a certain crowd out there, that certain crowd that uses four letters that starts with an M and ends with an A, right? And they just go and say, see, see, he, this black guy agrees with us. See, see, see. And that's bullshit. We all know that's bullshit. Booker yeah. knows it's bullshit. Yeah. So, you know, they, so that's, that's, that's my take on, I don't know. I, I know oh, you saw that too. And oh, I know yeah. you got some things to say, but let me just, let me just give you the yeah. So here's the exact <laughs> quote, right? Yeah. Okay, oftentimes, oftentimes young players, especially, and I'm going to go ahead especially young African-American players, mm -hmm. because they make up 70% of the league, mm -hmm. they come into this league and ask themselves the wrong thing. They come into the league saying, how can I be a... They, they come into the league saying not, how can I be a better player? They don't say, how can I be a better teammate? They don't say, how can I be a better person? How can, how can, I, get my over, how can I get my organization over the hump? Here's what they come in saying. They come in saying, how can I build my brand better? How can I build my social media following better? How can I work out on Instagram and show everybody that I'm ready to go, but when I get into the game, I don't perform? That was his quote. And the dangerous aspect of that, right, becomes, wait a minute, let me see, is this, okay, is, is, is this uh, more from, okay, he put his own spin on the blah, blah, blah. Dwayne Haskins, unfortunately, is not the first case that I've seen like this. And it won't be the last. And it bothers me because a lot of it is the young African-American player. They come in and they don't take this as a business. It's still a game to them. I saw a quarterback do it. I saw Jamarcus Russell do it. The number one pick in the draft. They gave him 40 million. And he threw it down the damn drain because he didn't take it seriously. Now, right? This is where it gets dicey. Um, now... Scott, this, 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 there's one thing that we both have in common, right? We're both African-American men, both black men, right? Yep. And we're black men of a particular age. And it doesn't necessarily have to be black men of our age because it's probably the same thing that we both had to tell our sons to some degree and in some way or manner um, while growing up. And it's the same thing probably had to be told to our fathers. Same thing had to probably be told to their fathers that we have to work twice as hard to be twice as good exactly. in order to be. Um, 100% to that 75%. Exactly, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's just something to, to that effect, right? Yeah. So with that said, that's, and I, and I don't necessarily want to speak for Booker McFarlane, but what he said is kind of in that ilk, right? Now, the thing that's problematic for me is that unfortunately, what you can't do is lump in the mistakes of one guy and, and say it speaks for the entire group of people. Because unfortunately, they don't do that mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. white players. Right. 
they, they don't say that about the likes of Johnny Manziel. They didn't say that about Ben Roethlisberger when he went out and did what he did. Mm-hmm. You know, the several things from the motorcycle accident to the rape. Yeah. You know, for, twice. so when twice, right? <laughs> twice. So yeah. when it's when it's a white player, they don't necessarily put it down on the entire race, and you really don't hear white people saying that about white players. And nor they still saying, should they? They shouldn't. And nor should they? They shouldn't put right? it on the race. Yeah. The same way that you shouldn't put it on, but I understand the whole pressure of, dude, we need to do better, right? Right. right. Now, the whole focusing on the brand thing, I'm not going to tell players not to focus on the brand either because I'm, I'm in complete agreement with you, too, on that, right? Mm-hmm. Because the average span of an NFL career is three to four years, right? Correct. So take advantage of it. Yeah, if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, take advantage of it when you have the opportunity. But the thing is, in order for that brand to be completely effective, dude, you have to be good. So you have to perform on the field in order for your off the brand field to work. That's the only way that that works. And even if you want to focus on that, if you focus too much on that and you're not paying attention to being better on the field to Booker McFarland's point, then yes, your off the field brand is going to fail too. Yeah. So I get what he's saying, man, but what you can't do is lump all players of a particular race in together. But again, to his point, we still do Rob Griffin, Randy Moss, who's on the stage with him. Yeah. Um, Chris Carter, who's had issues in his past. Yep. Jamarcus Russell, um, 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 Vince Young. There are a lot of black players. Yeah, special Vince Young, yeah. Now, it, it happens to be a lot of black players because, like like McFarlane said, the league is made up of 75% African-Americans. Correct. So that's another reason why that, that number is probably going to be a little bit more disparaging. But, yeah, dude, don't – there's a way to make that point without making it that way, Booger. But yeah. I, I, I understand where he was coming from. I get from. where he's going. Yeah, I agree. I get where, he, where he's going. I, I said on Twitter mm-hmm. soon after he said that, I'm like, the first. I think the first thing I said was surely he he did not mean every black player, but mm-hmm. as it pertains to Jamarcus Russell, Bob Griffin, I call him Bob Griffin, Bob Griffin, and now this kid, Dwayne Haskins, where's the lie? I, I said that. That's why I said soon as he after Booker said that. Mm-hmm. Now that didn't count. Again, that's not lumping all those brothers. Every last one of those brothers. You know, whether Booger meant to or not, that's where they came off as, lumping them all in. There are certain cases, and Michelle, there are certain cases, but still it's unfair to just say, because again, that's a dangerous, what he's doing as a black man himself, a proud one, a good a good brother, saying those things because they, he's giving father to... The, the mega crowd, I call it, I said, yeah, to the mega crowd, the white nationalists out there who assume those things about us anyway, mm-hmm. whether it's believed or not. Mm-hmm. And that just gives more fuel to cats like them. Yeah. And that's where it becomes very, very, very dangerous. And that's and see, all I, I was coming on from that. No, uh, agreed. And I just, mm-hmm. I just was upset because a, a lot of people who had comments were focusing on the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. They were, there was a lot of, this, there was a lot of discussion about whether or not a player should focus on this brand because they're white players that do it. Yes, correct. 
But they're also the same players that they named that focus on their brands, like the Tom Brady's. Um, God, name an Air Rodgers, yep. you know, um, Patrick Mahomes, <clears throat> all of these guys that, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, uh, 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 that, that, that you see outside of football mm-hmm. doing things, you know, that, 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 that focus Gronk, you know, there are a lot of players that do this, but you know what? They play well on the field. They ball too. out. They ball out. That's the main They thing. ball out and they keep, for the most part, they keep their nose clean. Yeah off the field too mm-hmm. so it's it's a combination of things that you have to look at when you talk about those things and it's 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 about playing well on the on the field mm-hmm. making good decisions off the field which leads to you having a great brand you can't do the other two and hope that that third one is right yes focus on well focus on your brand i'm not saying don't do that mm-hmm. but do the other work too and to your point uh you mentioned patrick mahomes is a biracial brother um, Dak Prescott before he got hurt. Yeah. Russell Wilson. Uh-huh. Um, many other brothers who are balling out. Yeah. On brand. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, it, it's, it's, it obviously it can be done. We all know this. We got all yes. the other points in the world. Just focus, just ball out and, 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 and show out. Ball out, show out. That's all you yeah. got to do. So I'm just hoping that this brother, Dwayne, this young man, Dwayne Haskins, gets his, gets his act together. Again, he's too young. He's too talented not to get it done. I think I think this will be a workout call for him. At least it better be. I hope so. so. You know, so at anyway, so hopefully, let's just hope and pray that he gets his act together. We'll close this out on this podcast on this, man. Going from the NFL, all that talk about the NFL with the playoffs, all that shit about Dwayne Haskins and Booking My Father, to the college football playoff preview. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is... This is as lopsided as you can get, man. These two mat- these two matchups, Alabama versus Notre Dame, Ohio State versus Clemson, which is the ultimate grudge match, but Ohio State's not near as good as they were last year. And they should have they should have lost to Northwestern, would have, if they didn't go to the running game. Because Justin Fields, I love him as a pro prospect. He hadn't, he just didn't have it against Northwestern. So with all that being said, Alabama should beat Notre Dame by three touchdowns. They, 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 they should, unless even if they even know that they decide to take the air out the ball with running the ball, which they're capable of doing. Alabama's not good on defense as they have been in, in the past. Hell, the SEC looked like the Big 12 this year. Mm-hmm. So if if, 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 as long as Notre Dame takes advantage of that, pound the rock, have Ian, Ian Book, Ian, Ian Book, like pick your spots with play action passing and be mistake free, unlike he, as they were against Clemson. The ACC championship game, it will be competitive. But again, Alabama should beat them by. I said three touchdowns earlier. That's probably not fair. I'll probably say like two touchdowns because mm. Alabama's just better than Notre Dame. They just saw it. As far as the Clemson game, again, Clemson, Clemson is is Browns good not better than the world last year. And Ohio State is not near as good defensively as the world last year. That defense no. failed them last year. Yeah. And they don't have it. They don't have Kuda. Jeff Okuda is not walking through that door. Nope. Your four plays for your beloved Washington is probably going to be defensive rookie of the year. It's not walking through that yeah, door. Chase Young ain't there. Yeah. And a bunch of other cats aren't there. So Clemson should. should now, the, what may keep this close is that Ohio State is probably looking at Dabo Sweeney as bulletin board father. Mm-hmm. With him saying he ranked them as 11, which I don't see a problem with. with this is, those are his rankings. But anyway, 
being that Clemson has owned Ohio State recently, and let's just be real, they 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 own them. And maybe, maybe Ohio State's like enough and puts up a good fight against them, makes it competitive. But Clemson's better than they are. They should be in my 10 points. So it should be what's going to come down to again, Alabama, Clemson part five. Yeah. 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 And I'm in complete agreement with you, right? <laughs> um, you know, like you said to your point, Clemson's better than what they were last year. Mm-hmm. Um Wait a minute, I don't know if I want to say that yet, right? They're playing well. They're playing well, yeah. Um, but Ohio State ain't the Ohio State from last year. No, no, no. So there's a huge fall off. And Ohio State beat them last year in a close one. Mm-hmm. I don't think that game will be close. Clemson, yeah, because it'll beat them, yeah. Yeah. Now, um, I see how that Notre Dame-Alabama <clears throat> game could ver- be very similar to the um, – who is that? The um, uh, 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 the, the Notre Dame Clemson game, the first one, yeah, and, and, and potentially be a shootout. Mm-hmm. That's if Notre Dame don't come in and Notre Dame it up, <laughs> right? right? Right, right, right. But that's I, I expect them to. Mm-hmm. With that said, I am in agreement with you on that too. I, I, I truly believe that the um, the line is twenty. Yeah, yeah, I, I think Alabama could do that. Yeah. I think Alabama did. Now the thing than, is, yeah. the Alabama Alabama will probably end up giving up 20, 28 points. But yeah, I think they put up like forty eight on them too. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's gonna um, like you said, it's gonna end up being Alabama Clemson again. And I've said it before on this show, Alabama has not won on won the title on even years. It's twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. I don't see them winning it again this year. I I, I got Clemson. Walking out with the uh, so, yeah. Interesting, yeah. Got the 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 what you call the uh, the trends. Yeah, everywhere the trends. So it should be interesting. I think Clemson has a chip on their shoulder after mm-hmm. getting the asses kicked by LSU. I mean, no one was being LSU. No one was being LSU last year. That's a once in a lifetime, light, ultimate lightning in the bottle type deal. Yeah. LSU had a cooking on all levels last year. All offensively, defensively, plus special teams. Mm-hmm. They no one was beating them last year. Like, no one was beating them last year. But mm-hmm. Clemson still, if I know Dabo Sweeney as well as I have from afar and seeing his how he, he he's at, he's gonna have those boys fired up. Yeah, he's gonna have them fired up against Ohio State. He's gonna have them really fired up against Alabama. You know, so I to equip themselves better on the national stage in the, in the national championship. So it would shock me if Clemson comes on top with that too. All right, so. That's all I got, man. I was like, should we wrap this shit up or what? <laughs> I'll say this. It's just been rather interesting um, <laughs> on the HBCU front. Yes, um, yeah. You know, recently, the, uh, you know, you had the early signing days a couple of weeks ago. We talked about Dion and, and Jackson State. But he made a comment recently on Twitter um, that, that kind of blew up the HBCU world on, on, on social media where he made a comment where, he was actually pandering um, bowl committees to potentially bring in Jackson State as a bowl team. I saw that. In the 21-22 season. I saw that. Um, and, and the reaction on that has been entertaining. So much so that it led to Jackson State actually blocking an HBCU media outlet on Twitter because of their comments about 
uh, won Deion Sanders and Jackson State in that program. Now, they were just being critical of, of his comments. They, they, they didn't say any lies. They didn't say anything negative about him. They were just being critical about his comments, and they blocked him. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need for for um these schools. To, I'm not just gonna go ahead and say Jackson State. I'm gonna go towards anyone, any program that's looking to do stuff like this because someone is critical of yeah. what you're doing. And I'm gonna need you to think twice because yeah. that's embarrassing. All all these all they were doing was being that's critical petty. of this comment. That's that's just too petty. That's, it's that's very petty. petty. It is petty. No need. But you know, you know, we don't we don't have anything else to talk about because um, <laughs> but you know, we got to wait a couple a week. Well, actually, we got to wait. We got to wait a week before conference play starts and and and, and um, college basketball, and that's if the college basketball season continues through. And then we got to wait another two months before the football season starts. If that Spring goes football. through, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and, and if that goes through completely, so mm-hmm. yeah, we don't have a lot to talk about right now. So you know, <laughs> we, we're hedging on a lot of things that um, shouldn't get a lot of shouldn't, excuse me, get as much attention as it's probably getting right now. So yeah. And on that note, it's a wrap. Um, thank you all for tuning into the cloud. Please check my my man out the Wayne Nash on the the Yard HBCU, HBCU Sports talking too fast. We wrap up all things HBCU sports. So it's Origami Bamas. There you go. Sleazy Radio every Tuesday night on Facebook Live with his crew and his great work on um, on HeroSports.com. Wraps about FCS athletics as it pertains to HBCUs, especially. As for me, please check out the merch. Get the merch. Get the merch. HappyPress.com. Search for the Clown Time Sports. One word. No dash, no hyphens, no spaces. It's in the description uh, below. Please just hit that subscribe button right there. I would really appreciate it. And, you know, all will be good. So until next time, stay inside, y'all, because the pandemic is, is worsening. Wear a mask if you go out. Wash your hands if you go out. Stay safe. And last but not, and, but, but not least, take care. Be safe. Peace. Happy New Year, happy Kwanzaa. And happy New Year, happy Kwanzaa, all that good stuff. Stay safe, y'all.